stupendous weekend, man. And at the same time, uh, jumping subjects here a little bit, while we were enjoying an awesome concert, uh, we missed a pretty epi- epic fight, man. <laughs> I saw the fights. replay. Yeah, fights, plural. plural. Yeah. There was all kinds of crazy shit that went down. I saw some highlights of, of different fights that were, that were happening on that event. And, uh, you know, fight of the night didn't even go to the main card, one of the main card events. It so didn't. It was pretty stacked. Yeah, pretty stacked. Um, one of the fights in the undercard that I wanted, that I was dying to see was actually... Um, uh what's his name uh god i always forget his fucking name he's one of the bantamweights not bantamweights featherweights mm, uh same same division as frankie edgar jose aldo uh god damn well the guys who took the uh fight of the night were it was ortega and something else I yeah t-city i know t-city won with a guillotine choke and that was beautiful yeah. um it was nice. Yeah, he came back. I think he's coming back off an injury or something like that. Mm. Um, or his, his he, I thought two consecutive losses or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, no. Um, here, here's one thing I wanted to bring up uh, before I jump into this other important subject. Um, did you hear the whole bullshit with Tyron Woodley and Dana White? Um, I heard that they're not really getting along because Dana's pissed off that he's kind of a points fighter. You know what I mean? He's just trying to win rounds. Yeah, he's so... Not, he's not like a finisher. He could have... I didn't see the fight, but Dana was not happy. I saw the post-fight press conference. And uh, Dana was like, anytime you get booed out of an arena, no one's excited to see you fight again. So he's like, we're not going to give him GSP. GSP's going to fight Michael Bisbing. Yeah, but you know what? I don't... The the Tyron GSP fight will not sell. Like, like like expected it'll only sell because of gsp almost but, nothing will sell now with tyrone woodley you know people were it, he broke the record for least punches thrown in, in a title fight <laughs> wow isn't that shitty holy shit but in his defense he's fighting a guy whose main goal is to get him to the ground so tyrone woodley successfully defended all 21 of Damian Maya's takedown attempts. Yeah, his, ta- his takedown defense was flawless this weekend. Yeah, apparently. Oh, Perfect. man. It just sucks. And then he uh, he was on, I think, MMA hour with um, Ariel uh, Helwani. And um, fuck, he, said he, pu- he says he demands a public apology from Dana White. Damn, I don't think Dana's ever done that. So good luck. <laughs> so what I see coming is he's he might take his talents to uh, <laughs> to Bellator. I see that coming. Yeah, I mean if his contract's up anytime soon, but um, yeah, it's possible because Bellator is paying those guys pretty good. Um, I don't know how he has all that, you know so much money, but UFC is just so huge. They employ way more people, so I think they're they're able to. Um, divide funding, you know, to allocate the wealth a little bit more properly to the fighters, you know, the actual talent, the reason why people are purchasing all this stuff. UFC is so huge. They just have so much to, to employ, you know, so many things yeah. to take care of as far as like their website and all of the merchandise, but it's all money making th- things for them. You know? I, I even all. saw the, the winning purses that even like John Jones, he only got $500,000 and no win bonus. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure they knew he was going to win. So. I think DC, just to show up, got a million. 
Whoa, that's yeah, fucking awesome, like man. That. Yeah. Good for him. And the only one, uh, the only couple of fighters that I know I got win bonuses was Chris Cyborg and I think, uh, I want to say uh, Volkan, because Volkan just destroyed Jimmy Manawa in the first round, like in seconds. Like it was. Wow. Yeah, I didn't was, see that. It was so brutal. I know I spoiled that one for you, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was the one, the one fight I was the undercard uh, going back to what I was talking about was, uh, Ricardo Lamas and Jason Knight. That one ended in a brutal fucking TKO. Ricardo yeah, Lamas won that one. He won it in 26 point. seconds. What? Yeah. He fucking, no. he destroyed him. It was fucking, it was, it was, he beat him like he just stole his wallet. Wow. It was so fucking brutal. And then. Uh, the the Lawler uh, cowboy fight. Okay, I think uh, what you were reading, I th- I'm pretty sure it was accurate. I think Cerrone did get robbed. I watched the fight actually. I watched the third round. And, That's the only uh, round that I think Lawler really dominated. I don't know. Well, I could be well, wrong. The, th- but. the third round was was close, but um, the thing is, is that the way that the UFC judges is um, octagon control is a big part of their scoring criteria. So he was pushing the fight from the center of the cage, chasing Donald Cerrone around the perimeter. And anytime you have someone who's being aggressive and controlling the center of the octagon, you're just racking up points, you know, even if you're getting tagged. And that was the funny thing is, is that he was putting on the pressure heavy, yeah. but, but cause neither of them had and, knockdowns and, and none of them, neither of them. And he had more, um, strikes attempted so he looked super busy and he looked super aggressive and it looked all impressive and shit but the reality is kind of like in a mayweather fight um donald cerrone in the third round had seven more significant strikes landed than robbie lawler so if it was a boxing match the way they scored like mayweather's fights um donald cerrone would have gotten awarded the you know not the, to the, mention the, he had one takedown on Lawler. Yeah, that's um, right. And in the first in the first round, but he also got really outstruck in the first round. So Donald Cerrone won the second round clearly. Robbie Lawler won the first round clearly, and the third round was a little bit unclear because he was being way more aggressive, threw way more shots. It looked good, but Cerrone was being a fucking sniper on the back foot. Yeah, he and was, he, and. Uh, you know, they gave it to, to Lawler because he looked, you know, he looked better, but he was still getting tagged. He, if you looked at him after the fight, he was so bruised and banged up, not just <clears throat> on his face, but his whole body was bruised. It was crazy. I'd, I'd never seen him banged up like that. Yeah, that guy goes through so many wars, man. I mean, you've seen it with Condi. You've seen it with Royer McDonald, uh, Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks, yeah. And, you know, this last fight he had with Tyron. <laughs> You know, it was a, he, he just got caught just got once worked. and that was it. And I was like, Dude, I think. Fucking over. Yeah, he needed that that long break, though. Um, but he got what he wanted. I mean, now, I mean, I think. Now here's he might a, here's have a rematch a, soon. Yeah, and here's the thing is like, ah, this whole belt thing to me is like, uh, it goes to show like, for example, John Jones, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he throws on a spectacular fucking performance, man. And I, I, I want to, I'm not going to discredit DC at all, but for a guy who's been, uh, how long has he been out of the octagon for a year and a half? Dude, 
DC? Yeah. Well, no, no. About a year and change, right? Not, two, not a year Jones. and a half. When he fought Ovin St. Peru. That was last. Uh, that was last year in May. Maybe? I don't know. It's hard. I don't. Know, I can't tell you, man. But it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while because they were pressing for the John Jones fight, and then it got delayed. And then you know what I'm saying. So, but for a guy that's been away from the game for that long, he fuck. It's like he just came and reclaimed his place. It's like, oh shit. And DC? DC is deep in fights, man. I'm not discrediting his his championship caliber at all. He's. Probably one of I I would say he's he's t- he's in my top three for light heavyweights, man. Yeah, he's one of the best all time. I mean, he beat Anderson Silva, although that's not his division. Um, but he it was it was a fight, it was a fight, yeah. and he beat him. He he's also beaten people at the heavyweight category, which is I think kind of that was his original category to begin with because he doesn't really walk around at two hundred five. Um, but fuck, man. Yeah, he got hit kicked pretty fucking bad. Did you see the post, uh, not the post fight interviews, but the, uh, the, the, you know, on, on, uh, on UFC TV, you can see different angles and hear different, different mic corners. Yeah. Uh, there was a camera pointed, uh, towards him when he got, when he was recovering from the knockout from the head kick. Um, and fuck, he thought he was still fighting. Jesus. I was like, shit. And pe- people were yelling like, no, no, the fight's over. Like he thought he was so dazed that he thought that the referee stopped the fight too early. Yeah. That's and then right. He, he was mad. Replay. He was mad at John. I was like, fuck, dude. You watch, listen to this. I was like, God play damn. Play that shit. Play the shit. You can find it. What is it? This is a clip. You're going to laugh. Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. Fucking crazy. Let's see. There's a fucking audio on this thing. Well, basically what happened was... Oh, here we go. Let's see. This is some bullshit. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here it is. Here we go. Oh, Wow. Okay, I think I remember where it was. 
Oh, goddamn. So, I don't know. I, I'm into the super fight, but I don't think Brock stands a chance. No, he doesn't. No, not at all. Even, I mean, John probably walks around at 235. Yeah, and he could, he could add weight if he wanted to. Yeah, with all that crazy powerlifting and shit that he does. I mean, I'm pretty, and then come on, man, look at the family he comes from. Yeah, but they'll, you know, the UFC smart, they'll twist it and manipulate it to make it look like their big super fight again. You know, Brock was huge um, as a heavyweight and he even had the belt, you know, he was big enough and strong enough and good enough technically to actually be able to keep the belt for a while. You know, he beat Randy, who was one of the greatest ever, although Randy was kind of old. But now. Yeah, Randy got hurt on him, though, pretty good. So now people had been questioning Brock Lesnar um, and his his abilities. He beat um, Mark Hunt at 200, um, but he was all roided out, you know, so everyone just kind of looks at him as like a freak. But um, he'll come back and he'll they'll have that extra thing to go on. The greatest pound for pound fighter in history of the UFC, John Jones, who is a natural 205er going up against the, you know, the greatest, uh, you know, transitional wrestler turned you know pro wrestler turned fighter which is brock lesnar who was a legitimate champion before maybe he was on steroids but he never got busted back then um and i think even though he'll he'll lose he'll get he'll get wrecked they'll still be able to turn it into like a spectacle like the whole conor mcgregor and and uh yeah so yeah anyway that 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 clip that i was trying to show you and it was i was that was the right clip it just was a fucking 40 minute long clip and I needed just the, that sound bite. It was DC saying to John Jones three years ago, three years ago, um, you'll never kick me in the head with your left foot, with your left leg. He was like, I know I dip to my right. He's like, it's something I got to work on. He's like, it's a hole that I have in my game. He's like, I know people are aiming for it. He's like, you're never going to do it. He's like, I'm telling you right now, you're never going to kick me in the head with that leg. And fuck. Yeah, and then he got he got fucking knocked out with it. Three wow, years later. man, pretty pretty crazy. Whoa, that is. I don't think that's sure coincidence. I think John Jones. I've always had it in his head. Like, hey, yeah, when the opportunity he set, strikes. Yeah, he set that, it up perfectly. And he tripped him. Did you see that? Yeah, that was a weldy, well timed little foot leg thing. And that completely caught him off balance. That reminded me of the way. Um, Brock lost his balance when he got fucking completely starched by Cain Velasquez at Honda mm-hmm. Center too. Yeah, uh, it's something. Maybe it's something on the on the octagon floor over in Anaheim, man. They probably put a bunch of like jizz from like you know all the trauma molesters in the area and shit. They just say, "Oh, come on, come inside." <laughs> just start fucking squirting it up and shit. Speaking of child molesters, all right, let's um, I all right. Thanks for the segue, bro. Dude, I was Aye. listening to Joe Rogan's podcast today, and he had crazy ass Eddie Bravo. Shout out to both of them; I love them. But crazy, crazy Eddie, man, um, he starts talking about this shit. Uh, for those of you listening who don't know what we're talking about, um, a Navy SEAL um, openly said on I don't know if it's a I'm pretty sure it's a fake news fucking website. But he said that there's evidence that uh, Chris Cornell was murdered, um, not, you know, not being ruled a suicide. He was murdered, made it look like a suicide because he was trying to expose a child pedophile ring 
uh, with elitists uh, involved. And one of the persons also involved was Chester Bennington, and he died in a similar fashion. That is fucking bizarre. So I'm listening to them talk about it, and Joe gets immediately uncomfortable. He doesn't want to talk about it. So Really? Yeah, it's weird. And then... I need to Eddie, watch that. Eddie thing. kept pushing, like, "Hey, this the only they, he didn't want to bring it up because it's you know they just passed away." But yeah, he's like, "No, yeah, you, if you don't bring it up now, no one's ever going to pay attention to it. Everyone's just going to ignore it." And Joe's like, "No, let's just change the subject." And he forcefully changed the subject to the UFC fights, Fuck. which is very, very interesting. I'm like, "Whoa!" I've never, and I've known Joe. I've known him to be trolled like that before. Like, hey, he knows what's up. He's just he's just being a a good little soldier and sh- this uh, shut him the fuck up because he's making all this money. But Eddie, you know, Eddie Eddie Bravo is Eddie Bravo. He's Tenth Planet. He Eddie, doesn't give you know, a fuck. He doesn't care. You know, he's, he's a musician a too, so he he could give a shit. You know, he's like he's kind of like the Zach De La Rocha of fucking jujitsu. <laughs> You know, he'll, yeah, I mean, he'll I talk shit, out. speak his mind and read shit that goes above and beyond what a normal person would fucking read about. So I got to I got to check out that clip, man. That's really interesting. Now, I seen this live because, you know, how they go live. Yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah. this. Yeah. And they brought that up and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Eddie Bravo does not give a fuck. No, he does. It's funny, man. So what do well, you think? I could see I could see where Joe's coming from, even if it's true. If I'm Joe Rogan and this shit just happened, I'm not trying to fucking, you know, be insensitive to the situation. You know, people are trying to grieve. You don't want to, you know, throw in crazy, spe- you know, speculation out there. Especially you when you're know- Joe Rogan, too. There's a big magnifying glass on him now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you got to be super, super careful with the way you address the shit like that. And if you don't know the facts and you're relying on someone like Eddie Bravo to give you the facts, then, yeah, in my in that situation, I would just be like, okay, I need to change the subject and do my own research and I'll talk about this live on the air when I know exactly nothing about it. So, um, it is it possible that uh, Cornell was taken out? Of course, you know they they take out people all the fucking time, dude. High high level people, you know, celebrities. It's not. Most people don't think that it's it's possible. How could that not be possible? Cliff was even asking me. He was like, "How could they do that? Why wouldn't somebody speak up?" It, it's the same exact reason they wouldn't speak up as if it happened to someone who was more low key. Because right. they're fucking, they're fucking scared, and even more so if if it happens to a celebrity, a celebrity gets taken out, and somebody knows the truth that's close to them, they're like, "Holy shit!" If you're willing to take out that person, why wouldn't they? You know, why wouldn't they be willing to fuck with me? So it's just like, it's it's just fear. It's a, a game, It's a simple fear tactic. It doesn't really get any more complicated than that, and it's easy to say to sit back, you know in your fucking armchair at home while you're reading on the internet all this shit that's going on and be like i can't believe a family member's not saying something well you got to put yourself in their shoes you know this this kind of thing is not only happened to celebrities but it's happened to um inventors it's happened to um uh what's the word the people who 
um, speak out when there are bad practices happening in politics and shit. What's the word? You're talking about whistleblowers? Whistleblowers. You know, happens to whistleblowers. Um, here, so, here, here's the thing is I know for a fact that, um, for example, in Russia, Vladimir Putin, um, any bad journalism, any bad press that he gets and he, he finds the, the, the person, the culprit as he is, he would so, so solemnly put it, they, they ace the guy or a girl. They don't care what gender they take him out. We're no different. America does the same shit. I just don't know if it's, um, I just don't know if it's just like this fairy tale, um, that everyone paints it out to be like the Illuminati and, um, the secret society with like a Baphomet in the background and them eating just a bunch of yellow Skittles all day or whatever the fuck they're <laughs> doing. Um, but I do believe that yes, pedophilia and trafficking in general, have been an issue for eons since mm -hmm. fuck since the probably you know as, as much as people don't like to talk about you know the the native americans not being savages or whatnot i'm pretty sure they were pawning off people too and raping women um it just so happens that you know when the when the conquistadors came they just did it in masses because they were different yeah. um hence you know the whole boat ride but yeah, it's it's weird to me because people don't think about human trafficking in the United States. They don't think about child trafficking in the United States, but it's an actual thing. And pedophilia rings and that kind of stuff. It's it's a real thing. Um, yeah, there were because child trafficking facts are pretty fucking scary, man. It's fucked up, you know. Um, we don't see it on mainstream media. And we should be seeing it on mainstream media because it's no nastier or no worse than, you know, all the child deaths that are happening overseas that we're causing from drone strikes or, you know, miscalculated targets and things like that. You know, we don't we don't see that that kind of stuff. We see it when it's supposedly done by, um, you know, a regime that we're in, you know, infiltrating over there, supposedly, you know, Assad you know, dropped chemical weapons on his own people, you know, and of course we know that all that is complete bullshit and totally baseless. There's never been any evidence to support that. Um, it's just another reason for us to get in there with more people and drop more bombs and stuff, but it's never been proved ever. So obviously, you know, people, people who might be listening and they're like, well, wh who, who's faking it? Why would we fake it? Why would we, why would we lie about that? Well, the resistance who is really just made up of terrorist organizations who want to take down Assad and are doing just the Americans bidding. They're faking attacks like that. I mean, it's not fake, but they're, they're uh, blackmailing or making it look like Assad did it to generate American and, you know, Western outcry in Europe to go into those places and take people out. So anyway, coming back to the whole um, child trafficking thing, I don't see how all the shit that they're willing to show that is anti, um, you know, Syria and anti-Islam on TV, all the death and destruction. I don't see how that's any worse than the pedophilia that's happening over here. They're both absolutely awful. But for whatever reason, they choose not to show the pedophilia, which is awful and bad. And it's happening within our own country. Yep. You know, 
all that other shit, that's outside of our country. But we see it all the time, so we it hits home. We see, we're just like, man, you know, that, that shit's going on still. People are dying. But we don't, we're not even looking at what's happening within our own borders. And it's just foolish, you know. It's, so that, it raises a lot of eyebrows because, you know, pretty frequently you'll get someone who in the political sphere is connected to these rings somehow – and you're just like, how the fuck is that happening? How is that a thing? How do, how do people not know? Um, how are we sweeping that under the rug? Why isn't this staying um, as a major topic, you know, for people? Not only that, but dude, you know what really, really makes me upset is that, um, for example, Alex Jones brings this up, and he had a publicly apologize saying that Pizzagate was a whole fucking. It was a whole sham. I'm like, okay, Pizzagate, the 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 idea, the whole um, the whole you know story. Yes, it was fake. The pedophilia part is not. It's like, dude. Um, just to give a quick shout out to this uh, Instagram account that just began following me, and I'm following right back. Uh, they're called they're called Stopping Traffic Film. So mm. they focus on human trafficking, basically. They, wow. they have a lot of interesting facts about this shit, that human trafficking has become the number two criminal enterprise in the world, and it's expected to surpass drugs in the next five years. Wow. What does that tell you, man? Well, I do, I do just want to say one thing about Pizzagate. Um, just because Alex Jones said it was fake news, I don't believe Alex Jones a lot of the time. I think he's actually working for the CIA. Joe Rogan has even asked him if he works for the CIA. You know what I mean? Joe Rogan and him are close friends. And Joe Rogan's still like like suspicious of him. Um, yeah, and that's he, his boy too. He's close friends with, with Donald Trump, you know? Yep. So I think that – I think he's full of shit. I think he's just kind of like there to gather people who are suspicious of the government and to steer them off in a certain direction, and that direction turns out to be in the Donald Trump direction. But because Donald Trump looks like, on paper, it looks like he's trying to clean up D.C., but he's really not. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So people who don't know how to look, dive in, in any deeper, um, they see what Donald Trump's doing. They think it's a good thing, but really, while he's, you know, draining the swamp on one side, he's fucking filling it back in over on the other side. So it's, it's really no different. It's just standard politics. And people think it's going to change, but it never does. Um, but anyway, the Pizzagate thing, um, there was, this is, I mean, I've done research on it and it looks, it looks real. I mean, the, the research that I've done, it looks legitimate. Like people right. have done solid work and they've connected the dots. One of those people being um, a major network uh, news anchor uh, named Ben Swan. So Ben Swan was on Georgia. Um, he, had a, he had a segment called Reality Check on Atlanta, Georgia, primetime. You know, it's like Channel 4 or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. Right. And um, he did a very, very thorough segment on Pizzagate and – he was completely rational about it. He wasn't making any speculations and any dots that he was connecting that weren't 100% fleshed out. He was like, this doesn't mean it's true. He's like, this is just what it looks like. He's like, these connections can be made. So he was very meticulous and articulate about the connections that he was making. And it made you fucking raise your eyebrow because here's a guy on fucking TV right. you know, on, for in Atlanta on just like regular primetime television television. 
putting this shit out there and that clip went fucking viral and his reality check was exposing all kinds of shit but nothing to that extent so when he did pizzagate it was it went fucking viral because you know again here's a major network journalist on tv he looks super sharp he's speaking really intelligently he's making accurate accusations and you know he doesn't it, it sounds crazy but he doesn't sound crazy because of the way he's delivering it and he has good evidence anyway long story short um he was fired <laughs> they took down all of his social media accounts every video that ever made from reality check was taken off on the internet um you could still find some of them somewhere people have saved them wow are you fucking serious they fired him yeah, dude, look it up, man. They basically he, he, Chris Benoit him. I should say, dude, you got look it up, Ben We're, Swan. Ben B-N- Swan. Swan with two ends. Um, dude, he got xed out, man. They say that he's still an anchor, but he's you never see him on there anymore. Wow, I think he's that just kind of like a fucked up. Yeah, they say that he's still working for the company because I'm sure they didn't want to make it too obvious. But I haven't seen any other clips with him. Any, like at all so um they just took him off the air man he probably still is employed by the company but they took him off the air um so that all to because me, of the pizzagate thing yeah and i'm telling you if you watch that video if you can find it it's kind of it's like holy shit like this is crazy people would say oh the network was just trying to get rid of fake news well what about all the times when they had um cbs and cnn faking like literally staging events overseas um, to make it look like they're in Afghanistan and shit was going down. Like they've done that. They've been caught red handed. Those fucking anchors are still working. Like that is like actual fake news. That's like 100% the definition of fake news. They've created, intentionally created something. Now that's as bad as it gets. Who's the guy from ABC that um, they made a humongous meme out of him and they still do. The, the, I was, I know I was their guy. What, what was his name again? Oh, I don't know. That sounds really familiar. Oh, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. It's like, and then, wow. then you got, then you got people like CNN that, um, get fucking bent completely out of shape for someone making a meme, an animated meme of Donald Trump at WrestleMania with wow. um with this you know attacking i think it was vince mcmahon he was attacking in and at wrestlemania it was a shave your head uh uh match and vince mcmahon had the cnn logo on top of him on top of his head like in, in like superimposed mm. and cnn hunted down that person that made uh the meme i'm pretty sure it was just fucking around and decided to have fun and he had to publicly apologize It's like, what the fuck, dude? You guys are over here staging bullshit, but yet you get bent out of shape because of this and you make them. Wow. They're, they're the Kings of fucking extortion. Like, it's just like, dude, what the fuck is going on with that? So I don't know. I mean, I think that quite frankly, a lot of it is just hearsay. I don't, I don't know. um, I don't know exactly what, what type of agenda everyone talks about agenda this agenda that agenda agenda i hear that word a lot and it's usually the liberal agenda the liberal agenda and i'm like i'm not a fan of liberals i, I really am not but then again <laughs> i'm very i'm very well, nonpartisan when it comes to yeah. bullshit well there's just a government agenda i think exactly. that's what people have to understand that's what people have to understand and when it comes to 
if you want to believe, you know, if you want to take that big step to believe that the whole um, pedophilia thing is tied into the political sphere, um, which it is, but, you know, you have to do lots of research to, to understand it. Like um, the original philosophy of capitalism was, mm-hmm. was a great idea. It was a great ideology. But as any ideology, there's always a fucking wrench in the gears, a fucking monkey wrench in the gears. Yeah, it's just right now we're we have no um, understanding of morality and ethics, so it's, or even value, man. Yeah, so so you know people are basically considered, you know, uh, a source of profit regardless of health and you know well being that's what we're being used. But as far as um, the pedophilia thing in, in politics, it's a tool for them, just like um, blackmailing with strippers and and things like that but there's also a, a much more sinister aspect to it too which you can believe or, or not that ties into the illuminati and you know magical weird fucking practices and stuff like that it's it's weird did you saw the spirit spirit cooking right did you see that um no i didn't what what's, yeah, the, what is this spirit cooking well the spirit cooking was um done by um i think her name's martha abramovich and she's like um avant-garde artist where she'll do bizarre things live in person with people, uh, for art, for the sake of art. So she did with a friend of hers who was also like an avant-garde artist. They just shouted at each other face to face for like 10 minutes until they're completely destroyed their vocal cords. And so there's a funny video clip of that. And then she did something where she would lock herself in a room. Uh, you know, if you were at the event you could wait in line. She allowed 30 people in this room and, uh, she was there clothed, but she said, you can do anything that you want to me, to my body, um, for 30 minutes. And she had like weapons and all kinds of kinky shit. And she's just a weird artist, you know? Wow. So the, the spirit cooking, she's not like a porn star, but she just, it was just a weird thing that she did just to see how far these guys would go. And she said that some of them were cutting her and stuff. Fucking crazy. So, um, she has this thing called spirit cooking, which Hillary Clinton was involved with. Jay-Z was involved with, um, you know, a lot of top people in the political and celebrity spectrum. And, uh, they're basically like summoning spirits and doing Satanism and cooking food with like certain ingredients like blood. It's, it's fucking crazy, dude. Look it up, man. Wow. That is... It's, that's, that's weird, that's, right? That's way too fucking... It's God. fucking weird. It's yeah, weird. It's and like, that, that was in the Hillary Clinton emails, dude. The spirit cooking. They were right. like, so what are we... Fucking crazy, man. Yeah, that... that see, that, that's the kind of shit. I mean, this is just me and, uh, and the atheist side of me just really, really kicking in because I was a hardcore Catholic. I really was. I was going to be a priest. I joined the seminary. Damn. I abstained from, from uh, sex, drugs, and alcohol until I was the age of 20. Believe it or not. And I played in a band at 19, believe it or not. Uh, 18, actually. No. Straight edge. Yeah. And I was a straight edge dude and everyone hated me for it. Um, you know, and I knew other, other other straight edge people and without me realizing, did not consciously know, did not was not consciously aware that these people were just fucking, they were dicks, dude. And it took for me to actually, you know, loosen up a little bit, you know, go out with a girl uh, have some sex, you some know, enjoy, enjoy a joint 
and then a beer and then playing a band. Cool. And then when I discovered that, I, I told my godparents and I told my mom, like, hey, I don't think being a man of God is for me. And quite frankly, the shit I would see, because bear in mind, I grew up in a very, very Catholic environment. And as I got older, I lived right across the street from a, a private school that had uh, not only a convent, but they also had a seminary. And that was Cant- Cantwell Sacred Heart of Mary. Wow. Um, and that's the seminary that I was planning on becoming a part of. And you can't join the seminary until you're 21 unless you know somebody. That's kind of how they work. So that that was a clean giveaway. Like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pull some strings. Uh, you just got to kind of play ball with us. And I would see them. The, here's where my, I guess, my disbelief in religion period started kind of declining it was when um well first it was when 9-11 happened wow. um that that was that was the first trigger uh and then i'm like okay why 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 it's always why like i see it happen it's fucked up but why would someone do this and it's because in the name of whatever invisible person they're fucking you know they're worshiping and then we're going to retaliate because that's wrong because our invisible person is much better and much more loving and forgiving, but he'll punish you if you misbehave mm-hmm. and you need for your money. eternity and you'll yes. burn. But it's no, kicker. it's like, Oh God, like all this shit is completely insane. And, and as time went by, I just grew more nonpartisan, more nonpartisan. I thought I was, I was leaning a little bit liberal and I was leaning a little bit conservative, but I wasn't really getting both sides. I'm like, God, both of you motherfuckers are crazy, dude. You're both fucking crazy. It's like, all you guys want is to get your way. Why? Because it's self gratifying. Like you don't immediately, it's not, it's always self-serving. That's what I hate about politics. It's like, you really think they consider other people. You really think they genuinely want to help people. No, because the ones that do, do not make it. There was a saying, uh, for example, in the city of Bell, where I used to live near, that if you did not make, if you're mayor of the city of Bell, which everyone knows they were caught on a fucking, a big fucking corruption scandal, and they all went to jail. There was a saying in the city of Bell, because I played in a band that was in the city of Bell. If you're mayor of the city of Bell, and you do not make a million dollars while and during your term you did not do your job right hmm. that is fucking stupid that is fucked up and not to mention they were pretty much the model for all the other cities uh who uh who, who had aspiring mayors and whatnot and then it was it's monkey see monkey do hey this fucking dude made a bunch of money in his city didn't get caught pocket all this shit and then his term's over and he's you know, going to fucking Pebble Beach, you know, swinging his dick around. Really? And it's like, fuck, man. Like, and, you know, I don't like going down that rabbit hole because I don't want to, you know, I, that's not my thing, but yet I have to pay taxes and, you know, pay, you know, put pe- put money in these people's pockets. Um, so, I mean, there's so many rabbit holes to go down, man. It's fucking, it's fucking. Yeah. Man, it, I, yeah. I, it's, it's not just one rabbit hole. It's like, it's like multiple fucking wells, dude. Like they, they go so fucking deep. Yeah. And you don't know, you know, you don't know where to start. And quite frankly, at, one, at my at my stage now, I don't want to start 
I just want to contribute selflessly to young minds and not in a fucking indoctrinating way. Uh, A lot of people find it hard to believe, oh, you're an atheist. What are you going to teach them? And that is the most insulting thing I've ever fucking heard, man. I was like, God, dude, like. I'm going to teach them to think for them fucking selves. Like, for for instance, I can tell, teach them the difference between your and your. Yeah. And they're like, what is that supposed to mean? And I'm like, oh, God, dude. Like, here we go. Second again. of all, I'm going to teach him that Jesus was not white. It's like that dude was red. He was red brown. as fuck. He and was sprinkles of black. Like, oh man, that, there's just so much bullshit. It's like, fuck, dude. Like, his real name was Jesus McChrist. And that was that was his weekend name, bro. That was, that was his weekend name. On Sucking Fridays, on. he was known as Yahweh. Oh, that was reggae night. He was exactly. getting me. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I mean, that 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 makes for a longer podcast next time. Um <laughs> Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah, so for for those who want the Cliff Notes version of what we just talked about. Uh, we covered, uh, of course, Metallica. Metallica was awesome. We yes. just all over everyone. We did. Um, we covered uh, UFC 214, uh, Fight of the R- Night, uh, Daniel Cormier, John Jones. Sad face. Uh, yeah. You're the, 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 the crowd face man. The, the, the new, crying Jordan. The new sad face <laughs> sports meme. We can retire Michael Jordan's crying oh, face man, now forever BDC. That is brutal. And then... So, um, we covered, uh, you know, the whole conspiracy of uh, Chester Bennington and then uh, Chris Cornell uh, looking to to basically expose a pedophile ring amongst elite, uh, you know, celebrities and politicians and whatnot. But rest uh, in peace, no disrespect. Exactly, two of the most iconic um, people, of course, not only in music but in my life, and I'm, I'm sure yours as well, Kyle. Um, you know, their music not only lived with me while they were alive, but they continue on more now because I know they're gone, which is fucked up. I hate feeling like that because I felt like that with Tupac and Kurt Cobain. Uh, and fuck, man, I mean, there's things that you have control over that you don't have control over, and there's things you have an influence on. That's that's pretty much all I can leave people with that, that are seeking answers, like what do we need to do? And the truth is you can't really do anything. You just have to be cool, man. That's it. As hippie as that might fucking sound, you just have to be cool. You know, and you know if someone that's that's in trouble and you maybe think you can help them, then go for it. So, but uh, anyway, um, I usually plug this in as well. Uh, Be sure to check out uh, Vigester.com as well. Thank you. Um, Kyle is the lead front man for Vigester. Um, new album, well, new EP, so to speak. I like I like calling it an album because I don't get to say that very often anymore, man. Because um, motherfuckers ain't dropping no albums, you know what I'm saying? It's eclectic. It feels like an album. It's got a lot of diversity. It so does. Go, go pick it up. All in just on iTunes, All Google in Play, just. Spotify, Amazon MP3. And uh, if you want an actual hard copy like I would, um, be sure you check out Vigester.com. Um, you you know, there's a contact uh, landing link on there. Uh, you might even get it autographed by all 
one members of the band because there's only one man, one band member in it. So, mm-hmm. and that that band member is Lucas. That's Clis, it, Clis Black Cat. That's it, man. He plays he everything at the same time too. Mm-hmm. But um, all right. So for Ed Namor podcast, also um, we have another podcast. We just haven't done it. Uh, it's called the Pyroclast podcast. That's a little bit yeah. more test. So uh, stay tuned. We're gonna work on an episode on that. Uh, on that note, uh, see you motherfuckers later. Peace. Peace.